Welcome to the Your Dream Business Podcast. I'm your host, Therese Heathwaring, an international best-selling author, award-winning speaker, TEDx speaker, certified coach, and the host of this number one ranked podcast. I am so excited to guide you on the journey of creating a business and life that you not only love, but one that perfectly aligns with you and the season of life that you're in. In each episode, I'll share with you easy, actionable, and insightful strategies to grow your online business. Plus, we'll be diving into some mindset tools and strategies that keep you focused, motivated, and are going to stop you from getting in your own way. So if you're a course creator, membership owner, or coach, you are in the right place. Let's get started. Hello, and welcome back to another episode of the Your Dream Business Podcast. How are you doing this week? So this week, I have a really good conversation for you. I'm excited to talk to the very lovely Danielle and talk through her new book and how she overcame some of her challenges and how she achieves her goals. So Danielle, please welcome to the podcast. I am excited to be here. Thanks for having me on the podcast. I am excited about our conversation. I've been doing my research, having a look at everything, and I'm excited to see where it goes. I always leave these conversations very fluid and just let's see what happens. So I'm excited about that. But let's start by always by just explaining how you got to where you are today. Well, I how I started in, I guess, my life was uh, I was raised by a single mom. So I was raised by a mom who really embodied grit and determination and tenacity she was, when I was younger, she was a single mom. I was, she was going to school full time and she was also, and then also working as a server at night wow. as well. So the combination between the three and she went from, we really went from nothing. We were in a one bedroom apartment. My bed was in the living room of our one bedroom apartment. We, most of our clothes were on at thrift stores and they were on layaway. And I saw her go from nothing to rising in the corporate ladder working for one of the top 10 pharmaceutical companies in the world. And she was a region manager in the 1990s. For So for a female to be a region manager and leading a team in the 1990s was not as prominent as it is now. So we've made mm-hmm. a lot of progress, but she really embodied grit. And, and that was somebody that was a big role model for, for me in my life. And then I ended up following in her footsteps. I spent Mm. 15 years in medical sales. I was an individual contributor role before stepping into a region manager role where I spent the past seven years leading a team for a Fortune 500 company before breaking out into my own and doing speaking and coaching and and writing a book full-time. Amazing. So that, like, I came from corporate as well, and I never had any intention of having my own business. Had it ever crossed your mind? Absolutely not. I had no intention of starting a business. It's an interesting story because I, in in 2020, was a very pivotal year for me. And I believe it was for many of us. It Mm. was the great resignation is what that year was coined as. Mm. So in 2020, my husband had just returned home from serving a year deployment in Iraq. My, our twins at the time, our twin boys were two and a half years old when he came home. Mm. And we were trying to navigate through this new life that we had. I had become very independent when he was gone. I was making all the sole parenting decisions, which as a parent, you know, we each have our own approaches to parenting. Mm -hmm. He had just come home from war. So there's, you know, some exposure to things that most of us don't, aren't exposed to. And so we 
kind of, it, it was a little challenging in the beginning with us trying to find a way to reconnect and a way for us to come together as a united family unit. And right as we started to find our rhythm, March 8th, I lost my mom and I lost her to suicide. Why? And that moment when I heard the news, I remember collapsing to the ground and tears flooded my eyes and started to fall down my cheeks. My cheeks became flush. And I just couldn't believe that my mom was in so much pain that she believed her only option was to take her life. Yeah. And as I'm trying to cope and even try to comprehend and understand what had taken place, March 13th, the pandemic, the global pandemic happened and the world shut down. So I wasn't even able to go home to go care to her things, to take care of anything, to be part of that healing process. And then lastly, I was working for an organization that I had been with for seven years. It had just been acquired by a larger pharmaceutical company and it became a very toxic work environment. I had been with the company for seven years and I ended up deciding to leave. So all of this happened within a six-month period, and I felt lost, confused. I was having panic attacks on a consistent basis. Mm -hmm. I would just walk into the room and just start bursting out in tears because I had tied my identity to a paycheck, to a title, Mm -hmm. to this lifestyle that I had created, and I'm going, what now? I, I don't know what's going on with the pandemic. Are we going to go into a recession? I don't have a job. My husband's come back from deployment. We're still navigating through that. Mm-hmm. And I ended up saying, well, I need to rebrand myself. If I'm going to be pursuing a job, I actually need to be more active on LinkedIn. And so I started to rebrand myself and people ended up reaching out to me and saying, I started to talk about career development and leadership and people started reaching out to me and saying, hey, you know, I want to pursue this job, but I need help with writing my resume or interview coaching. Mm -hmm. And can I hire you as a career coach? I'm like, what is a career coach? I don't even know what one is. I wish I would have known what a career coach was back when I started my career. Yeah, maybe could have done one. (laughs) Yeah, I mean, well, it would have been really nice. I probably would have, you know, it would have been kind of helpful to have somebody to help navigate through the career. When I started when I was 23 years old, So it evolved into eventually building this brand on LinkedIn where people started to reach out to me for coaching and speaking engagements and to work in their organization. And so that's how I started speaking. I had no intention. I I basically went into LinkedIn thinking that I was going to really develop my brand so that I can position myself as a hireable asset to an organization. And I ended up being a hireable asset to many organizations. I love that. Like that, I'm just trying to think about that time in your life. Any one of those things is life-changing. You know, going through the pandemic, it was life-changing for all of us to lose your your mum. I lost my mum during the pandemic. She didn't die of COVID. She died of cancer. But, you know, it's one of those cases where we didn't see it coming because we weren't seeing her. And and then obviously when she did pass away, there was rules around who could be at a funeral, how many, there was like nine of us and, and just even losing. And I specifically think a mum for me anyway. And, and, you know, in, in my, I guess way we live, but losing a mum full stop is really, really hard. Losing a mum the way you lost that mum. I just, I've, I've interviewed someone before whose mum, you know, took her own life and, and it, I feel like that is a whole nother level of something to have to think about and deal with. 
there's a lot of questions that go in. So, and my mom and I had a very interesting, there's a lot of beauty, but there was also a lot of brokenness between my mom and I's relationship. My mom actually, I didn't find this out until later on in life, but my mom kidnapped me from my dad when I was two years old. Wow. So I grew up thinking that he had chosen another family, that he had left us. But in all reality, my mom one day packed up all our things, moved and said, you can't see her anymore, you know? And so I didn't meet him until I was 15. So in many ways, my mom was a role model and I I looked up to my mom, but then also my mom did suffer from mental health and and yeah. there were a lot of brokenness from from her as well and what she was experiencing. And so we did have an estranged relationship for some time, but she was still my mom. She was still somebody that I cared about and I loved about and I loved. And I do believe that when you become a parent, it really shifts your perspective oh, 100%. On, on empathy for our parents. Because yeah. when we're young, we hold our parents to such a high level of standard and we expect so much of them. And then when we become a parent, my, at least from my experience, I realized my mom was just human. Yeah. She was just trying to do the best that she could. And right. I understand that I don't agree with a lot of the decisions that she made, but she also did make some great decisions and and, yeah. and really shaped me into the person that I am today. So it was, yeah, I think a lot of people will ask me uh, if there was one person, because I do have a podcast, Unstoppable Grit, and they said, if there's one person that you would interview, who would it be? And I say, my mom, because I've got so many questions that are just unanswered and I can't ask her. Yeah, I can't imagine. So, So you have these massive things happen and you start to go down this different route in life. What were your thoughts of like starting the business, showing up in that way, doing this, like what was going through your head as you were going through those processes of, oh my goodness, this is where I'm at now. And like, this is happening. I was terrified. Mm -hmm. I was absolutely terrified because I was used to a six-figure salary and a company car and stock options and consistency. And I had been in my career for 15 years. So I knew I kind of had a rhythm going Mm-hmm. And so there was many times where I would apply for a job and for a particular reason, maybe the pay wasn't what I was looking for, or maybe the position wasn't available in my backyard or they hired an internal candidate. And as soon as I would get kind of a door would close on me getting a new job, a door would open to starting a business. Mm-hmm. It was like, it was so strange. I would go for an interview And then maybe it wouldn't work out. And then the next day, somebody would reach out to me on LinkedIn and say, would you consider doing career coaching? I am a believer. So I do believe that really God had a plan for me. And Mm -hmm. and I believe that a lot of times he'll close doors to redirect us to something greater. And that's exactly Mm -hmm. what happened. If it wasn't through that series of events that happened in my life, I would have never started a podcast. I would have never written in a book. I would have never been where I'm at today if it weren't for so many doors shutting all of a sudden at once and being like, okay, you're going a completely new direction. Yeah. Yeah, Giving you no choice. Exactly that. But it was also, I I look back and I go, wow, I was really meant for so much more, but I didn't know that because I was living in this bubble of going, I'm just going to climb the corporate ladder. Mm. Yeah. So one of the things you talk about is obviously things around your passion and going for your goals and that sort of thing. So how long did it take you to re kind of, I was going to say reframe, but I'm not sure that's the right word, but kind of go, oh, okay, well, this is no longer my path. This is, and then how quick was, was it that you got so clear on 
this is the direction I want to go. This is what I'm after. And then started going for it, i.e. the book, the podcast, all of that. I think it took some time because mm. when I left the organization, I took a few months off of work for the first time in my life. I started working full time when I was 16 years old, worked two jobs in college. I've never gone more than one week without a job. Mm. And then mainly because I had been with companies for a long period of time. So when that time came for me to not, where I didn't have a job, I was in no position to apply. Mm -hmm. I was very broken. I was very, I was having panic attacks all the time. And I remember my husband looking at me and saying, I think it's time for you to just take a break for mm -hmm. a little bit. I've gotcha. And let's just have, let's kind of like process what just happened. Mm -hmm. And let's, let's take, let's kind of find what you want to do in the future. And so for a couple months, I hung out with my kids I really got into my creative flow, which is a healing. It's creative flow is a way of healing through finding something you're passionate about, but not having a specific tie to an outcome. Mm -hmm. And so I started painting Christmas decorations. And I look back, which is really funny because my first business was when I was seven years old. I used to go to the trees. I would cut down mistletoe and I would sell mistletoe outside the grocery store during the holidays. It. That's how I raised money for my mom eventually got remarried and I had stepbrothers. So that's how we paid for our Christmas gift for each other. So it's interesting, like all kind of circle back. I ended up starting my first business when I was seven, but no, it was, it was a journey and, and I didn't know mm -hmm. immediately. And there was a lot of self-doubt in the beginning and questioning. And, and sometimes I experience it today. You know, I look and go, well, I'm not achieving the particular results that I may want at this particular time in my life. Number one, I have really high expectations for myself. So I have this vision of what I think I should be achieving by a particular milestone mm -hmm. without really looking at everything that I had accomplished that's leading up to that. And that's common. I see all the time. Mm -hmm. People will be comparing their step 12 to somebody's... I mean, they'll be comparing their step three to somebody's step 12. Yeah. Yeah, I do yeah. that. And... And so the the pivotal moment for me was I was uh, applying for a position. I was on the phone with a recruiter and I was telling her what I was doing. And she says, Danielle, I have a position for you, but I see what you're doing on LinkedIn. I see, I can hear in your voice how passionate you are about coaching people. And I'd love to place you in this position, but I really think that you should pursue this mm. speaking and, and coaching full time. And I did. And I haven't Amazing. looked back. Yeah, that's so Maybe good. a little. Maybe sometimes a little I look back at that paycheck, but... It'll well, yeah, yeah. Well, the swings <laughs> and roundabouts to everything, isn't there? Like, yeah. I say that, like, getting a job would be the worst thing in the world I'd have to do. Like, I would hate it. You know, I've been in business now almost 10 years and I could not imagine having to turn up somewhere when they tell me to or be available to people or yeah. like, there's just no way it would just be awful. However, you know, there are other things like paid holidays and salaries and benefits and other things that are nice, you know? Mm -hmm. So tell me about the book because you know, what was interesting today? I was, when I get ready in the morning, I often either play a podcast or a book or this morning I was, I saw a reel. I don't, I try really hard not to get distracted by stuff like this, but I saw a reel and it recommended like seven TED talks that will change your life. And I watched them. That's what I did this morning. And one of them was called Grit. And it was ah. talking about basically when they look at what will make someone successful or what will make kids successful, 
It's not down to IQ. It's not down to these other things. It's down to grit. And then she likened it back to Carol Dweck's research on having a growth mindset. So so it's so fascinating that that literally came up today. And then I'm interviewing you later on, you know, the universe has its plan. But tell us about the book. Tell us about the the name and behind and the concept of it. So you must have been watching Angela Duckworth's TED Talk on grit. And her definition of grit is passion and perseverance towards long-term goals. And I remember when I was first, when I had first left corporate and I was feeling so lost and confused, I remember going on Facebook and in a very vulnerable moment, I had posted on Facebook and I said, if there's three words you can use to describe me, what would it be? And the comments started to flood in and it was driven, motivated, empowering, inspiring, grit, tenacity, all these words that were describing Mm -hmm. me. And I said, wow, this is what people are seeing in me, but I'm not seeing it in myself. At that moment, I didn't because I felt so broken over the series of events that had taken place. And I started to think about instead of what do I want to do, I started to think about who do I get to be? And I did an exercise where I wrote my own obituary from the perspective of a colleague and the perspective of my kids and my family. And I said, at the end of the day, people, I'm not going to be remembered by a paycheck. I'm not going to be remembered by a title or the awards that I had earned in medical sales. I'm going to be remembered by how I made people feel. Mm. And how do I want people to feel at the end of the day when they're with me? And a lot of the words that kept coming up were always correlated with grit. Mm. They kept saying, Danielle, you're always, you're always able to take situations that have happened to you. You're always able to bounce back very quickly. And like, you just have grit, that passion Mm. and perseverance towards long-term goals. And I said, you're right. I didn't, I never really thought thinking back of the life experiences that I had of being taken from my father, being kicked out at 17, overcoming postpartum depression and, and mm-hmm. this recent experience, I never really would have thought that the key underlining thread between all of them was my grit mm-hmm. is what helped me ke- keep going. And so that was really what inst- uh, inspired the title Unstoppable Grit, break through the seven roadblocks that are standing between you and achieving your goals. And I take the reader through a story and then the lessons, the life lessons mm-hmm. learned through that experience And then how can they apply it in their life? Because I want readers to walk away going, okay, I want tangible, tangible Mm -hmm. steps that I can take so that when that challenge occurs, they can apply those steps Mm. and they can have unstoppable grit. Yeah. I love that. So could you give us a brief overview of the seven steps? Like what are the, what are the lessons that you learned? If you can remember them off the top of your head. Oh, (laughs) so a lot of it is perfectionism. Mm-hmm. Uh, perfectionism, definitely something that keeps us, keeps us up. Imposter syndrome. Sometimes I would say the underlining thread between all the seven steps, and I can go through mm. all the seven, but I would say the underlining thread is we have a narrative in our brain, a mm-hmm. narrative that has been told to us, whether it's based off of the movies and TV shows that we've watched as a kid through social media, through the people that influenced us between the ages of zero and eight, which is what mm. our more, more formidable years are. We have this definition of what we believe success is based off what everyone told us Mm -hmm. when we were younger without really looking at what success means to us. Yeah. And, and so that when we are caught in what everyone else thinks success is, 
That's when perfectionism shows up. That's when imposter syndrome shows up. That's when self-doubt shows up. And mm. so that's why when I'm when taking readers through the book, I help them understand what success means to them, yes. not to everybody else. And this is something that, you know, the listeners of this podcast will know all very well is that, you know, I have, the podcast is called Your Dream Business. My membership is called Your Dream Business. Like, you know, the Dream Business Club, like it's all, and when I say dream business, I don't mean it from a, I don't mean it from a, like a rubbish way that's like, oh, you know, you can live the dream and be famous and be rich and live on a beach and whatever it is. I mean, what does that mean to you? What does your dream life, your dream business mean to you? It might not be what someone else, you know, depicts. I'm, my business is in the online space. I'm an online business. You know, there's a lot of online business owners who talk about hitting six figure launches or seven figure launches or, you know, doing things like that. And it's like, great if that's what their dream is and if that's what their version of success is, but that doesn't mean it's someone else's. And I think the other thing, especially in my industry that people aren't necessarily honest about, and you must see it in yours, is there's always a balance, right? So it's like, okay, if you want this thing, you can go after it and get it. However, you've got to know that if you are fighting after the seven-figure launch, that other things are going to not be in place because of that. Like you maybe will have to work 10 times harder than you've ever worked. You might have to invest more money. You might have to take more risks. You might have to spend less time with your family. You might have to sit at your desk 24 hours a day. Like there's a balance. And and if that's what you want, then awesome. Great. Go and get it. But if you go, do you know what? I don't want to do that. I want to only work three days a week, or I want to work school hours. So I get to spend it with my children, or I want to have a business that it doesn't need to see me in my face. So actually the online world is really not for me. Like whatever it is, it's one, it's that kind of helping them get clear on finding it, but two, empowering them to go, I can ignore all the other noise. I can ignore people who are like, oh, you know, your little business or, oh, is that what you do? Or, oh, I don't understand what you do. And it's like, yeah, well, you don't have to, and don't worry about it. Like I know what I'm doing. I've got my head down. I'm focused on the the thing. I love what I do. And again, like one of the things that you must see, and I think lots of people have trouble with, is the whole thing of, I will be successful when. I will be happy when. Mm. I will be mm-hmm. everything when. And it's reliant on something. And it's like, no, like, let's do that now. You know, so th- is that something you see in the work that you do? All the time. I will be successful when. And, mm. and a lot of times it's because we're so focused on moving. We're so focused on the end goal, which mm. there really is no end goal. It's a Never. goal that's constantly moving. This is not soccer where it's a fixed goal and you're you're kicking into it. My kids play sports. So uh, it's not that it's fixed. It's a goal that's constantly moving and it, it could pivot along the way. You could go one direction one year and another direction in the next year. Um, but we're, when we get so focused on the end goal, then we lose sight on the success that we've had along the way. And I just had this moment not too long ago where I was feeling a little deflated over what I thought I was supposed to accomplish by a certain time frame. I was going, oh, I really wish that I had had, I'm working on a TEDx and it's something that I've been working on for a while and I've been applying. So I said, I really wish that I'd had my TEDx by now. And then I remember a friend looking at me and she goes, no, you may not have that yet, 
-hmm. But let's also look at what you did accomplish in the two and a half years from leaving corporate. You started a thriving business. You wrote a best-selling book. You have a top globally rated podcast. And so why are we so focused on this one thing that you thought you should have accomplished Mm -hmm. by a certain time frame versus really looking at the success that you have had accomplished? Yeah. Yeah. I was like, oh, that's a big mirror right in front of the face. (laughs) Yeah. But you're right. And also, do you not think like when you work for yourself and when you're, you know, when you start doing things like podcasts and speaking on stages and doing all these things that you do go, oh, why haven't I done this yet? And But actually, other than the people that you're with in that circle, like I have, I've done a TEDx and I did it a few years back. I know like one other person who's done a TEDx and that person is in business and, and, you know, basically similarly does kind of what I do. Like my family haven't done TEDx, my friends haven't done TEDx. Like, but we get in this world where we're like, oh, I need to do that. And it's like, do you know how big of an achievement some of these things are that some people will never, ever achieve? And yet when we start looking at the people around us in that world and we start seeing what they've got, we almost lose sight. Again, like, you know, six-figure launches, right? Well, people, you earn six figures in a year and that is a really good freaking salary, right? Like over here in the UK, that is a very high salary. And, but yet we're led to believe in business and in the online space that Mm. you should be aiming for a six-figure launch. And it's like, actually, if you earn that in a year, you'd be over the moon. And, and also it's not being real about, you know, well, how much did you actually make from that six figures? Like, yeah, how much did you spend versus, versus how much you make? That's what a lot of people don't see. You don't see the back end of the business. No, never. So I think, I think the the focus on the success piece and thinking and looking to other people for the success is you're going to fail every time, you know, because you will never know the truth of their success. You will never understand in reality what it's like to have the success that they've got, the good, the bad, the everything, the ugly. However, you know, and, and therefore in your head, it looks a certain way and it is a certain way. And even if on paper you got what they've got, you still wouldn't be successful or you still wouldn't see yourself as successful. Um, So one thing I want to touch on is I'm with you in the sense of like one of the things when I've worked and I've coached lots of people over the years and years I've been in business and I've worked with lots of people and obviously I've had my business a long time. And one of the words that I would use that helps people be successful, however that may look for them, is tenacity, which is the same in my head kind of as grit. So just to be a bit more practical or, you know, add some things, how do we, like, is it something that we either have or we don't? And if it isn't that, if we can get it, how do we get more grit? How do we, how do we keep showing up when we're being knocked down and come back up again and being knocked down and come back up again? I believe one of the key ingredients to being gritty is to have clarity on what you want, because you can have it, you know, based off of Angela Duckworth's uh, research, it's passion and perseverance towards long-term goals. Mm. But if you don't have clarity on what those long-term goals are, it's really hard to be gritty. And mm. so there's a chapter in my book where I take the reader through several exercises on how to get clarity on what success means to them, mm-hmm. not based off what other people have told them or that comparison trap that we get into. Yeah. And so, yeah, I think clarity is a big piece. And it's something that I consistently hear from people right now. I just want clarity. I just want clarity. Mm-hmm. 
And, and if you don't have clarity, it's really hard to understand what you're passionate about. Or we think we're passionate about one thing, but maybe we've been so focused going in one direction that we haven't taken a step back and be like, well, really wait a minute. You know, what, what do we want to do when we grew? What do we want to do when we grow up as a kid? When we were a kid, what do we want to do? Is that in alignment with what we're doing now? Maybe it is, maybe it's not, but you know, and mm-hmm. our life has evolved. I'm not the same person I am today than I was 10 years ago. My passions have probably changed a little bit. So mm-hmm. it, I believe that getting clarity is not just, okay, I got clarity now. I'm good for the rest of my life. No, you're going to check in with yourself. In fact, I check in with myself every single year. And also some of the decisions that I make in my business on a consistent basis throughout the year, I always check in back with my core values and my goals that I have and and really ensuring that they're in alignment. Yeah. And in fact, that was going to be one of my questions. When you say the long-term how longer term do you think, or do you have in mind, you know, in terms of like, that's how long I'm going to, I'm going to be looking at. I kind of look at everything based off short-term and long-term. And I make a vision board every single year. In fact, this most recent year, it was really cute. I had all my girlfriends over. We had a charcuterie board. We had wine and a group of us made our vision boards together. And this is some, sometimes some of my friends had never created a vision board. And then what was really fun about it was they went home and they did vision boards with their kids and then sent me pictures of their kids holding oh, their I vision boards. And I, I, that was my favorite part. I was like, wow, mm. I'm really, really inspiring a movement here. But when I look at my vision board, so I do it every single year and I look at what are my short-term goals? What are my long-term goals? But I look at it from the whole person. So I have goals on there like do a TEDx, be a number one best-selling author. Like my book did become a bestseller, but I'm really striving for number one mm-hmm. bestseller. I have goals on there. I want to get more involved in the foster care system and helping some of these families through safe um, safe families. I have on there... Uh, personal goals. I want to build a snowman with my kids because we don't have snow where we live. So it's not just work goals. Yeah, It's kind of like I have work goals to be able to support the personal goals Mm -hmm. and the rewards and the experiences that I get to have. And then I break it down and I, and I go into this in the book too. I go into the specific steps I do from like creating the vision board, but then also creating Kobo goals, which is what's your courageous goal what are the objective steps that you're going to take to achieve that goal? What are the benchmarks? So how are you going to measure the progress of your goal? Mm-hmm. And then being in alignment with your vision. And remember, grit is having passion and perseverance towards long-term goals, having that vision towards it. So the O in the Kobo framework is what opportunities are going to open up mm-hmm. by accomplishing that goal? Yeah, yeah. And I think... I think that's the thing. I had some conversations just last week with my group about goal setting and we kind of, I kind of had to bring it back again and go, you know, these should, these should feel amazing. They should make you exciting. They should be, you know, awesome. You should want to want them, you know, whereas I think sometimes we get stuck in the, my goal is to earn this much money. Well, why do you want to earn that much money? What will that money mean to you? And like you said, some of your business goals are going to mean that you can pay for a vacation with your children and with your husband to go and make snowmen somewhere. Like that's the kind of, and I think that whole looking at us as a whole and looking not just at the business, but what it means for us in terms of our life and 
you know, our families' lives and all that sort of thing. So yeah, I love all of that. I have a vision board. It's just above me where I look. Same here. And it just, it genuinely makes me happy looking at it. Like, and there's no time frame on it. There's no, like, it must be by then. It's just like, this is how I want things to be. Like, Mm -hmm. and as I look at it, there's certain things I'm doing already. There's certain things that are coming. I'm positive they're coming. But yeah, I think having that kind of feel for what do I want from my life? And then when we bring goals closer to us from a time point of view, then we can work out the kind of Mm -hmm. the actions and the hows and that sort of stuff. But but some things I never work out. Some things are just on there. Like I've got TED as in a TED talk, not a TEDx talk on there. And it's like, I don't know how that would ever come up, but do you know what? It's up there and we'll see. You just don't know. Like, you know, it's just awesome. Danielle, I really, really enjoyed this chat. Thank you so much for being on the podcast. Please let my amazing listeners know where they can come and find out more and where they can come and connect with you. I am on all social media platforms. You can find me on all social media platforms. I'm the most active on LinkedIn. So just search Danielle Cobo, C-O-B-O, and you'll be able to find me on all social media platforms. And then the book, Unstoppable Grit, Breakthrough the Seven Roadblocks Standing Between You and Achieving Your Goals is available on Amazon. And when they pre-order the book on Amazon, they actually get access to some free goodies on my website. So encourage them to purchase a book on Amazon, head over to the website, and I have free workbooks for you to support that pre-order. Love it. Love it. Thank you so much. It's been a pleasure having you on. So that was the amazing Danielle. I hope you took lots from that. I did. Go and get the book, go and check it out. Love it when you get some freebies because that just helps the whole thing. But yeah, I hope you really enjoyed this episode. Please come out. Please come reach out to us and let us know what you think. Have a wonderful week and I'll be back next week. Take care. Thank you so much for listening to Your Dream Business Podcast. And if you loved this episode, then please feel free to go and share it on your social media or head over to iTunes and give me a review. I would be so very grateful.